Well, hi there, and welcome to Unshaken. I'm your host, Julie Van Warmer, and Happy New Year. We're so glad you're joining us again this year, 2022, for all of our new episodes. The Unshaken podcast purpose is to glorify God through regularly recorded podcast episodes aimed towards women that promote really the truth of God's word as all sufficient and support the belief statements of the women of the word ministry and Christ the word church. And we just are over here at Unshaken, and we just want to inform women on topics that are important to them. We want to encourage women in their everyday life, and we want to challenge women to live for Christ, no matter where you are or what you're doing. And we love the, the avenue of podcasts, because it allows us to get, I don't know, all of this great truth into your homes, your cars, your headphones, wherever you're listening. All of our podcasts are a mixture of personal interviews, recorded teaching events, sometimes some current event discussions. So I hope you stay tuned. But you can always go back to the archives and listen to any of our episodes that maybe you've missed. Or hey, you can even re-listen to an episode that you really liked. Uh, That's really one of the most amazing parts about podcasts is you can just listen wherever and whenever you want. Hey, as I mentioned a minute ago, this podcast is under the umbrella of the Women of the Word Ministry of Christ the Word Church. And really, all of our social media falls under this title, Women of the Word CTW. You can find that in our show notes. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also head over to this account, and it covers a lot of ministries that are involved and actively working at Christ the Word Church. So it includes our mom-to-mom ministry. We've highlighted some of those talks on our podcast in the past, so we really love to encourage moms. We also have a large conference that happens each year in March called Regarding Him, and we will be highlighting some of the speakers and other things that will be really great encouragement. And hey, by the way, if you live in or near Toledo or want to travel to Toledo, come to our conference. You can check it out at regardinghim.com. Also, we have a blog that comes out each Tuesday. It is called Planted, and it is full of chock full, I should say, of many, many great things that you'll want to read about each Tuesday. And then our podcast is also a part of all of this social media, and it drops every Thursday. All right, so I actually uh, want to jump in and start to give you just a couple of new updates on our on our podcast. Um, first, we're going to change up how we organize our podcast episodes. So for example, we have always had seasons in 2020 and 2021. But now, since we're in 2022, we are literally just going to have numbers and then the title of the podcast. So, for example, this episode is 83. Isn't it amazing that we've been doing 83 episodes already? If you are interested in sharing with someone about this podcast to someone, you don't have to try to remember the title of the particular episode. You can just give them the number, which I love, and it's going to make it so much easier to share with a friend. Okay, one more thing that's kind of new and exciting. Uh, We are actually going to be releasing an episode every single Thursday. We used to do seasons, maybe 12 episodes, and then we'd take a break, but now we're going to release an episode every single Thursday. Thursday. Uh, We probably won't do any bonus episodes, but you can plan on tuning in every Thursday and you'll get good content and a great episode every time. Okay, now our number uh, three change is we're going to be focusing on biblical womanhood this year, and we've decided to name this venture Feminology. This is actually going to be unique because it's going to be released on the first Thursday of each month. So we're going to put 12 episodes out on this particular focus. Each one will drop the first Thursday of each month. So You know, January will have one, 
February we'll have one, March, you get the idea. And then we're going to intersperse other topics in between them, the rest of the month's episode. And I think you're going to really like it. I think it's going to be a great year talking about a lot of things, but a big focus on our role as women in today's culture. So are we ready to jump into episode 83, Feminology? Let me introduce you to uh, to my two guests today. Both of these women are friends of the podcast, which is really fun. They actually listen and they've both been on the podcast and they're actually two of my very best friends. I love them both and I'm loving that we get this chance to work together on this. So welcome Wendy Folk and Sharon Arndt. Thanks for having us, Julie. It's good to be back. It's good to be here. Thank you, Julie. Yeah, I love that we've, um, I've had you both on, but we've never done this all together. No, this is very yeah, I, high tech. I know. <laughs> and we are so high tech over here. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm really glad that you're here. Um, I, I recently heard a news story that was interesting to me. Okay. Okay, it was about a couple in Florida who wanted to make money. I want to make some money. You guys ever want to make money? <laughs> and it, it's a great thing to make money. I mean, there's a need for people to work everywhere. We, we see that all over our culture right now. But actually, this, this, this couple decided to actually make the money, like print Whoa. the money with a printer and ink, okay? Um, they had all the tools, supplies to print it. And then, of course, you can guess the rest of the story. They were caught, right? Um, and I, I thought it was really interesting in the article because it told us how bankers figure out whether a piece of money is counterfeit or not. Um, I've actually heard that what they do and what the article said is they study the real thing mm-hmm. because the real thing is what they can see. Like they look to see, is there the watermark? You know, does the bill have the have blurry borders? Is the text somehow messed up somewhere? I mean, it's it's... Um, good because they have to study the real thing to know what the counterfeit looks like. Mm. I, I think this is probably true with chocolate too. I, For sure. I don't know about Definitely. you. I, I do not like to eat junky chocolate. Right. And if you're going to put it in my, uh, in, in, a, in a gift to me, I want the right thing, the <laughs> right brand, right? Because the I don't want the imitation junk. Mental note for the Christmas yes, gift. That's right. No waxy chocolate. No waxy Yeah, chocolate. if I'm going to spend my calories, I am not spending it on junk chocolate. Yes. <laughs> yes. So what about you guys? Where have you experienced an imitation of the real thing? Well, for me, I have to say butter. Like oh. there is absolutely no substitute for real salted butter you don't want the spray stuff no 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 so if you make you know hot baked bread and then you slap some margarine on it that just ruins the whole thing it's just ruins it so yeah i'm not fooled by imitations with butter for sure oh yeah that sounds so good right now it does (laughs) oh i just i i'm gonna agree with you on that because like good irish butter you know i don't even care if it costs a little bit more that's the good stuff. Yep. I had some of that um, a couple months ago at Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. And wow. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So wait a minute. I'm talking Costco butter. There's something better than that. Kerrygold. Whoa. I'll have to yeah. try that. That's what I had. That's oh. what I thought you were talking about that whole no, time. That Irish I, butter. You're, you're about to have your world <laughs> expanded. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you're right. Well, um, today we're actually going to spend our episode talking about the real thing. We are going to talk about what a real woman looks like, mm-hmm. what a biblical woman is, and what a biblical woman does. Now, if you stop at a grocery store in the aisle and you see the magazines, 
you'll see what the world tells us it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. If you scroll through your Facebook or your Instagram account, you'll see what the world says a woman should look like. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the news or read the paper, I mean, I don't know, do people even read the newspaper anymore? Mm-hmm. But My mom does. Okay, some people do, but you'll <laughs> see what the world says how a woman should act. But today we're going to spend this whole episode talking about what the Bible tells us about a woman, how she should live. So this is our first episode of Feminology. I think I think we should call it Feminology Part 1. Okay. All right? That's good. Okay, so are you guys ready to jump into this topic? Yep. Okay, because um, I'm hoping you have a ton of wisdom to share with us. All right, so why are we even going to focus an entire, I mean an entire year on the topic of biblical womanhood, which... Why are we going to do that? Well, Julie, um, as you already mentioned, as women today, we're bombarded by ideas about womanhood. And you already mentioned it's everywhere. You're in the grocery store at the checkout. It's on social media. It's in movies, magazines, billboards. And I would even venture to say it's in the church today, some wrong thinking about women. Um, The majority of what we see and hear is not based on what God's word says. And a focus on what God says about being a woman is so vital for us today. And I can even see in my own life how little lies and half-truths easily slip in and make me question my role as a woman. Mm. Yeah, it's um, interesting. One of my favorite authors is Elizabeth Elliott. Mm -hmm. I love her books. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've highlighted her books a lot of times on the podcast because she's Mm -hmm. one of my favorites. Um, But she has a really interesting quote. She said, um, in order to learn what it means to be a woman... We must start with the one who made her. And of course, one is capital, referencing God. Mm -hmm. So what do you think, um, Wendy, does she mean by this quote? I mean, how has it influenced what we'll be focusing on this year? Yeah, I think that that quote really starts the whole thing off well, um, because God is the creator of all things. And I know that not everybody believes that today, but this is what the Bible says. And this is our foundation for all truth. Um, And so you could say this is our worldview lens. This is how we view the world. Um, So as we use the Bible for our foundation, it will allow us to better understand this world that our Creator made. And specifically for the purpose of feminology, we're looking at the fact that God created woman. And going back to Him, the Creator, that helps us to understand how He's made us and what He's made us for. So not only is God the creator of all, but he is a good father. Mm. He has made us to glorify him. So as we learn more about who we are as women, we need to start with who he is as God, as creator, and as our father who who knows us intimately. Mm. Um, Starting with him helps us to just keep a proper mindset. If everything started with me, and I think that I'm the one calling the shots on what it means to be a woman, then things are going to get a little crazy and chaotic depending on you know my yeah. mood or my feelings. So I praise God that he is the one who defines his creation. And specifically for what we're talking about today, he defines women. Wow, that that's actually really exciting to think about for the year, to think about how important it is for each one of us to study this topic. Mm. Because our world, I mean, boy, we are inundated with things all the time. Right. 
constantly telling us how we're supposed to act and be. So I think this is going to be a really, really great year. What are some of the aspects of biblical womanhood that we will look at? Yeah, so we're going to start off with um, in January, February, and March, focusing on the image of a woman. And this will really kind of set our foundation. And then we're going to move on to how a woman is made to be strong and then how a woman is made to be soft. And then finally, by the end of the year, we're going to wrap this whole feminology up with how a woman is made to be industrious. And so as we talk about these aspects, we're going to look at what the Word of God says and how to live that out in our daily lives. But we're also going to be interspersing on our podcast. Those are going to happen the first Thursday of each each month. Right. But then we'll have other things in addition. So if you are listening, you're going to have to find those at the beginning of each month. Right. Um, but it's just, you're going to have a lot of great things to listen to. But did, but is that all that biblical womanhood encompasses? Uh, are there other things? Uh, hardly. Like There's <laughs> a lot of other things, yes. So um, we decided to start with these four main aspects because they seem the most relevant to the women in our church today. And I really believe that they're going to resonate with women who listen to this podcast as well. Um, I look forward to spending time in each of these areas and learning more about how God has made us and what he's called us to as women. Yeah, that's that's exciting. I like that you gave us the, the four choices or the four things that we're going to be talking about. I think whenever I start studying something, those things always pop up in the Bible. So I think that's going to happen this year to me. Probably, <laughs> and it's yeah. going to show up all over in my life. I'm going to I'm going to read about things and go, oh, yeah, that's what we talked about. So, OK, let's talk a little bit about image. Um, what do you actually mean by the word image? Like when I think of the word image, I think of a mirror and I think, am I checking to see if I have broccoli in my teeth? Okay. <laughs> because we all know we check our teeth frequently or we go, you're only a good friend if you'll tell me That's that right. you have, you know, Julie, you have broccoli in your teeth, right? Okay. But what, what about image? Julie, I'll tell you if you have broccoli. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Thank you, Sharon. Well, Julie, image can be defined as having the likeness of something or someone. So this year as we focused on what it means to be a woman, and specifically what it means to be a biblical woman, we want to set this foundation in our image. Not just our image, but the image in whom we're made, and that's, of course, God. So in the book of Genesis, we see that God is the creator, and he literally created everything. All he made was good. In fact, his creation of man, he said, was very good. God made man first, then woman from man. Although men and women were created by different means, one from the dust of the earth and the other from the rib of the man, they were both made in the image of God himself. And Genesis 5 says that God created man. He made him in the likeness of God. He created them male and female and blessed them and named them man in the day when they were created. I think it's critical to see the difference in God's creation. He didn't create the earth in his image. He didn't create the animals in his image. Hmm. He only created man, which was which specifically includes males and females in his image. That's super interesting. Yeah. And you know, have you ever thought about why that is? I'm not sure that I have. Okay. Well, <laughs> today you are. <laughs> and um one I think I think a key aspect of why he did this is the authority hmm. that man has was given over the beasts. There, there is a real special relationship between God and man. God is orderly. There's, there's no chaos or confusion in him. 
And he created man before a woman. Adam was given the job by God to name all of the animals, but he was also given the job by God to name Eve. Mm. And this is significant because, like I said, um, those with authority name others. And so man, so this is something to really keep um, in the forefront as we're talking today, though. Man and woman were created by God in God's own image. Man and woman have been created with equal value. And yet, God gave both man and woman distinctions. Okay, but wait a minute. What do you mean by distinctions? Okay, so man and woman are the same in the sense that we are the same kind. So if you go back to Genesis, um, Sharon had talked about Genesis already. Genesis says that God made the sea creatures according to their kind, and God made the land creatures according to their kind. You know, Um, you can find that throughout the creation account. Well, he made man according to their own kind too, male and female. So we're not the same as like the flying or the land or the sea animals. But even as men and women were made in the image of God, and we are the same kind with the same value, we also have distinctions. And these distinctions are evident in the way that we look and in the way that we act and in the roles that we've been given to do by God himself. And this is what makes us distinctly female. Okay, so um, that's really interesting, Wendy. Do do you think we still have the same image as Adam and Eve when they were created? Well, Julie, man's image of God was marred when sin entered the world. So we think back to Adam and Eve were made in the image of God, yet when Adam sinned, we took on his nature, Mm. which is now a sin nature. Mm. Through Adam's sin, which also includes Eve's sin, we are all now sinners. The Apostle Paul in his letter to the Romans wrote that none are righteous, no one understands, no one seeks after God, none does good, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Even even though we now bear a sinful nature, we are still image bearers of God. We are just imperfect in reflecting his image because sin gets in the way. Huh, that's interesting. That's an interesting um, concept to think about, that we're just imperfect in reflecting mm-hmm. his image. Uh, that's, that's interesting to walk through that yeah. from sin. Yeah. So what are some examples of that, Sharon? Like how might our sin cause us to reflect God imperfectly? Well... If you think about Corinthians 13, I just bring that up because a lot of people are familiar with that. If you've been at a wedding, pretty much every wedding. I actually, I actually read that in a wedding. So, you did? Yes. Okay. I could recite it for you in song if you would like. You want to sing it? <laughs> yeah. No, that's okay. <laughs> so it's read at weddings and it tells us what love is, a whole chapter about love. It says love is patient, kind, and it doesn't keep a record of wrong. Now, those are just a few of the many things that are mentioned in that whole chapter um, so as far as me not reflecting God's image, I just found myself last week keeping a little tally in my head of how I was wronged by someone. And that's sin. Mm. So even though that person didn't even know I was doing this, God knew I was doing that. In fact, if I'm honest, most of the time, the other person didn't even do anything wrong. I'm just yeah. taking an offense. So keeping this record of wrong was just causing me to become bitter. So if I'm thinking the worst of someone or rolling over and over in my mind their sin, 
I don't have to look at my own sin. Hmm. That's interesting. So you are reflecting imperfectly. Yes. And isn't it always so much easier to focus on the sin of others? Yes. When, <laughs> so I'm not reflecting God's image when I'm keeping record of wrong. Right. Or I'm, and I'm called to overlook offenses and love people. And God's word even tells us to cover offenses. And I wasn't doing that. So in my mothering, I get lots of practice to, you know, see my sin. And I'm not always patient and kind with my kids. Like lost shoes, messy rooms, and disobedience, sometimes I get quickly angered by those things. And when I'm angry and impatient with my kids, I'm not reflecting the image that I've been given. And I'm walking in sin. Um, so it doesn't change our value. I'm still a child of God and my value hasn't changed, but I can't stay in my sin. I need to confess these sins to God and to my children and whoever I've sinned against. Okay, those those are good examples of ways that you reflect it imperfectly. I mean, mm -hmm. I bet every woman listening mm -hmm. can think of a few examples similar to that of how she reflects God's image mm -hmm. imperfectly. Yeah. So um, it seems like this really brings problems. Like mm -hmm. it's just a lot of real problems with our images. Mm -hmm. So um, can we ever be restored again <clears throat> to the image that we should be? Right. So the answer to that is yes. <laughs> well, good. Yes. Um, we can definitely have the image of God restored. There's good news, um, and that is there is an answer to our sin and that is the gospel message the good news of jesus christ our savior jesus died on the cross for our sins and god raised him to life on the third day Amen. and we may be saved from death and an eternity in hell if we believe this um, so if we believe this and i pray that those that are listening believe this um, i there are just amazing things that become a reality when you believe this um, we are declared justified, which means that God will count us as if we've never sinned. We are also declared righteous because Jesus's perfect obedience is credited to us. Jesus took our sins and he gave us his righteousness. And this is just an unbelievable trade. And it reveals God's amazing grace. So when we're given faith to believe Jesus's work on the cross, we are made right with God. And God then begins the good work in those who believe, and he continues that good work. And this looks like God conforming us into his son's image. That's that whole image of God restored again. Hmm. God conforms us into his son's image as he continues this good work that he's begun in us. Okay, so that's like Romans um, eight twenty nine. I remember memorizing this, um, working on it like with my kids in Awana. We've talked mm -hmm. about that before. Um, so it says, I'm actually reading it just so you know, I'm not trying to memorize it now, but for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Mm -hmm. So that kind of, just to kind of summarize and kind of go back through this. Um, so God created man which includes men and women, right, mm -hmm. um, in his image. But we sinned. And then because we've sinned, that marred God's image in us. Mm -hmm. However, if we believe in Jesus, just like you walked us through that, Wendy, 
We are made new and he is changing us more and more into his image every day. That's right. That's, that's right. awesome. Mm-hmm. That's that's great to think about. It is great. Um, and then, Julie, this change, it happens from the inside out. We're being transformed and we're made new in Christ. Um, Second Corinthians says, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Hmm. You know, that's interesting. Thinking about this idea of being changed, you're talking about changing ourselves from the inside and then changing to the outside, right? From the inside out. It just seems a little backwards, though. Because um, right now in our culture, all we see is changing our images on the outside, like that's mm-hmm. where that's all over the, like the things I mentioned at the beginning of the episode it's all over the news it's all over the you know the Instagram or your you know your social media f- feed mm-hmm. how women want to change on the outside Julie that's correct and let me just give you some alarming statistics about our focus on outward appearances so the cosmetic industry is worth 511 billion with a b billion dollars wow. worldwide yeah, the United States fitness industry is tracking $35 billion, with a B, um, just this year. And Julie, can you guess the country with the most plastic surgeries? Could I pick the state? No, I'm just teasing. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm talking country. Okay. I'm, what do you think? I don't know. You give, don't know? Give it to me. All right. Good old USA. Uh, that's a good. That would have been a good answer. I should have given you that one. Sixteen point seven billion dollars spent on cosmetic surgeries in twenty twenty. Wow, sixteen point seven billion dollars. Yes, that's crazy. It's a lot of coin. Now that's the pandemic. Maybe people had nothing better to do. <laughs> but what I'm thinking, but look at themselves in the mirror and say, <laughs> "That's I right. Need a, I need a you know a, I need a chin, chin lift. lift, right? Yeah. But when it comes down to it. Having cosmetic surgery is basically telling God he was wrong mm. in how he made you. You want a different nose, different shaped eyes. You're not content with how you were made by God. Mm. So, Julie, as you know and I know, I'm older than you, but we're going to sag. We're going to <laughs> age. Yep. And we're going to wrinkle. And we'll even get gray hair. Wendy doesn't know about that yet. No. <laughs> But God's word actually says gray hair is a crown. So there you go. Yeah, I've had gray hair for quite a long time. (laughs) I know. Um, And just a little side note story, because stories are fun. Yeah. Um, My daughter is 16, almost 16, and um, she's been driving, which is really exciting. And at school the other day, one of her friends said, hey, I saw you driving with your grandma. (laughs) Oh, no. And that would be me. So uh, gray hair. Then they're done that. I'm sorry. You just have to say, oh, that was my mom wearing her tiara. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was shiny. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So I do see what you're saying, Sharon. mm -hmm. What, so there's so much about our image in the world and Mm -hmm. we are, that is so interesting. Those figures, number figures are amazing. Yeah. How much people spend Mm -hmm. per year. Crazy. It is. Um, So what is the, what does God's word say about our bodies? Okay, so in 1 Corinthians 6.19, um, talks about our bodies, our temples of the Holy Spirit. So therefore, we should, we should care for our bodies. We should exercise and do things that are going to, you know, help our bodies. But not to the extent that is evident from those statistics I just gave. 
Um, when we're solely focusing on our externals, we're not dealing with what is in our hearts and the sin that resides there. Mm. The focus of our image should be on what is inside, not outside. Well, well that it, needs to be repeated, I think. Yeah. You know, yeah. The focus of our image should be on what's inside, not, not outside. And yeah. I think another thing that just sitting here and listening to you guys talk about this, um, when we do focus on our inside, oftentimes working on something on the outside is kind of a natural reflection right. because mm-hmm. we don't want to be, you know, we want to be fit. You know, mm-hmm. we want to watch what we eat. We want to exercise because it feels good. Mm-hmm. And, but it's a response to taking care of the body God gave us. But it's also because our heart wants to respond to God in the mm-hmm. right way. It's yeah. like you're not, you're no longer putting the cart before the horse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You've got the right yeah. motive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and John talks about the spirit alone giving life and the flesh is no help at all. Mm. So if you think about, if you think about it, true joy and contentment will never come if we don't deal with our sin nature. Right. It just won't happen. That's why those are billion dollar industries. Yeah, to, people want to wanna find a fix. Yep, yeah. they want to change their outsides, but it will never satisfy. No, mm-hmm. no. Okay, so um, what does it really mean to be transformed, though, from the inside out? Like, what are some honest, real examples in a Christian's life? Because it's easy to say, you've got to start on the inside, but that can be kind of um, ambiguous. So give me some specifics. Well, I think one thing that I want to um, stress, and this really goes back to when I was sharing about the gospel of Jesus Christ a little bit ago, but one thing that I want to stress is that we cannot change from the inside out. We're supposed to. Right? Right. That's what we're talking about here. We're, we are to be transformed from the inside out. But we cannot do that. As people. It must be. It must be the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I just want to say that, um, especially for those listening, like this is a transformation work that is done by God. Mm-hmm. He began that good work in us and he is continuing that good work as he conforms us more and more into the image of Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so um, as I keep that in mind... Um, one of the examples that I would like to share is that for me, um, this looks like, uh, when I was raising my children, um, when they were little, um, I would pray often for there to be joy and peace in me because oftentimes there was not, you know, I, uh, could be frustrated pretty easily. Um, and I would often respond in anger or, uh, irritation uh, when I would want to change, you know, I would start focusing on myself and I would try to start just being better. You know, I, I didn't want to be frustrated. I didn't want to be angry. Um, but if I did that myself, you know, like what we were just talking about, if I did that myself, it would only last for a certain amount of time right? because then I would just start to grow weary and give into my old ways. Um, or we start to justify why what we were doing was okay. Right, right. There would even be times when like I would try to, you know, be better and I would sense the, uh, the devil saying, you're such a hypocrite. You know, all Mm -hmm. you want to do is just yell. And I would just feel so defeated. Mm. Um, but real change happened when I recognized that this power does not come from me. Um, and when that began, when I really began to understand that, I started praying and just asking God to show me what it would look like to depend on him every day. And when I began living like that, instead of my own like 
self-reform, I would see God give me kindness instead of rudeness, or he would give me a peaceful word instead of a snarky word. He would give me the power to obey as I was literally needing it every moment. In loving him and obeying him and in depending on him, he was transforming me Mm. and joy and peace was the result. And I want to say, this is an everyday thing for me. I am not transformed past tense. You know, it's all done, a finished product. Um, But rather, God is transforming me. He is still doing this work in me. Um, This is his power at work in me to obey. Uh, Because without him, my flesh is prone to go back to sinning. That's, That's the easy, natural way. But instead of reflecting on my own sinful nature, I'm seeking instead to reflect more of God. And really, this is the pursuit of holiness. This is being made by God to look more and more like his son, Jesus. I love that you brought up the fact that you are not transformed, that's not done. That it's the ing end, yeah. ending, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. what's happening right now, that it's a consistent process. Right. I think it's really easy to become discouraged in that process and think, I'm not there yet, mm-hmm. or I want to be there. It's a process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's important to remember. I love that you brought that up. Yeah, I think that process is important and that we can give ourselves some grace as God is the one that is at work in us. Yeah. And as we work um with fear and trembling and I think it's important that we just recognize where that power is coming from and that this is a process that he is doing Mm -hmm. so um I mean simply put being transformed is just allowing Christ to dwell in you Mm. that's basically what it is so um as I read God's word and I read I meditate on the truth that I find in his word I use that knowledge to guide me every day. And Wendy, I echo what you say. Raising Mm -hmm. kids is a rough thing. And every day we get opportunity to practice being sanctified or being made holy. That's just a big word for what that means. Um, And as Wendy said, the power to change does not come from me. If I pull up my bootstraps, that's not going to help. I need to trust that God is going to help me change. Mm. Um, So only he can change me. Um, I remember back when I first became a believer, I don't know if you guys have similar memories about just vividly seeing my sin and um, Mm. knowing I had to change. And God was gracious. He showed me my sin, but he didn't show me all of it. And every day he continues to show me my sin. And and I have I can walk in the newness of the new life I've been given and repent of that sin and he gives me the power to change those things that I see. Mm. And like you said, I'm transforming. It's not, I'm not we're never going to arrive. Mm-hmm. We're always going to be, it's going to be a fight. It's easy to go back to our flesh because mm-hmm. it's just easy. So it's a process and God continues to show me every day my sin. And um, reading what God has to say about how to help, how to live helps me to change. So it comes back to what you've said probably 500 gazillion times on this <laughs> podcast. Read your Bible, not once a year, not once a month, every day. I always tell my kids, did you eat today? <laughs> right. Did you ever forget to eat food? No. Did you forget? You know, spiritual food is just as important as physical food. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I memorizing scripture, like you said, kids in Awana helps me memorize scripture. And I like to sing songs that have scripture. I mean, I'm a terrible singer. I won't sing now, but I remember. <laughs> Thank you. I know, <laughs> but I remember scripture. I'm hiding mm-hmm. it in my heart and that helps me to fight my sin as I'm being transformed. I wanted to say something real quickly. I think what Sharon is really describing is is just that um, that that working out our salvation, you know. Mm-hmm. And yes. so the transformation work is done by God through mm-hmm. His Holy Spirit. And so these things that you're mentioning, Sharon, uh, you know, reading what reading God's Word um, and memorizing Scripture and um, praying. Uh, these are disciplines that really um, help us in this growth, help us to see um, just the transforming work. But it really is God's um, God's work. And I think that uh, to see that he would invite us into this process um, just reminds me of how, how just kind and, and gracious he mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, it's interesting. Um, before this getting ready to record this podcast, I was reviewing one of those Awana verses with one of my kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were going over it, you know, in preparation to go to Awana. And um, it was it, one of the little side notes they had to answer these questions. And one of them was, how will you know God if you, and then how will you know God? How do you, how can you learn about God? And one of the answer options was read your Bible. Mm-hmm. Like this is how you know God. And then how will you know what to do? Mm-hmm. Read your Bible. Yeah. How will you know how to change what you need to change? Read your Bible. Yeah. And the answer was the same answer every time. And so um, my son was like, is that really the right thing? Are we supposed to write the same answer down every time? I said, yeah, we, this is a really important thing. This concept of having the Bible to read, because this is where we see what God wants for us. And this is so many things in the Bible that help us with what we've talked about today. Yeah. There's great examples in the Bible of women who loved God, served him, and were great feminologists, right? Mm-hmm. They, yes. they, were, they were living for God. Mm-hmm. There's great examples of specific scriptures. You brought up 1 Corinthians 13. Yeah. All women should live that chapter. Yep. yep. It's hard, but we should. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's really important that we... We kind of, I love how you kind of brought it back to that too, that we've got to, we've got, we're transforming and the Bible is the place that we see that. Yeah. Okay. So let's kind of end today a little bit, um, how we're, you know, kind of wrap up our episode on feminology and focus on, on how we reflect God's image. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about a couple things you guys said today. Um, so I'm just going to kind of share a couple of things I heard from you guys. Okay. okay. And then if you want to throw something in, you know, you go right ahead. Okay. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I heard is that God is the creator. He created everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, he also created men and women and he created them in the image of God. Um, even if someone doesn't believe in Jesus, which is so powerful to me, they are still made in the image of God. So when we have someone in our life who we are not really loving and they don't, they don't know God, we still, they're still made in the image of God and it calls us to love them. Mm -hmm. Um, the fact that every single person is made in God's image um, gives every man and woman worth. That's right. That's right. Every single life, like mm-hmm. from the unborn baby yep. in a mother's womb to the elderly or the feeble-minded, mm-hmm. they're all precious in God's sight, and He created them. Yeah. Just a real quick thing, Julie. Um, I think this really is 
evident in our world today, not only do people not know what it means to be a woman, but they don't understand why the unborn baby is has worth. They don't mm. understand why the elderly or the feeble-minded have worth, right. and that's because they don't understand that we are made in the image of God yeah. and mm. that God is the creator. That's a super valid point. Yeah. <laughs> like powerful, <clears throat> really. Mm-hmm. Um, we also talked a long time about sin today. You guys talked about each person is a sinner, mm-hmm. and our sin distorts that image, God's image in us. Uh, Wendy, you great in a wonderful way went through how if we're saved by Jesus' work on the cross, we're given the Holy Spirit who gives us the power to fight our sin. We don't change ourselves. Right. We talked a long time about that. It's not what how much effort we can put into it. It's the work of the Holy Spirit that's in our lives to change us in our hearts. And when we fight the sin that we talked about, we had quite a bit of little examples that you guys mm-hmm. shared. We grow more and more like Jesus and God conforms us to the image of his son. He changes us then from the inside out. Yeah. Even though the world wants to change us from the outside in. Yeah. Right. So we are definitely countercultural, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. we are. I know that I want to look more like Jesus. Oh my goodness, than my sin. Mm-hmm. I just want to look so much more like Jesus than my sin. Yeah. And I think it is a daily thing we have to work on. It's not something that we can check off a list and say, "Oh, I'm there." Mm-hmm. You know, it's I think the sins that I've struggled with all my life I can think of probably 10 that have been there. I've seen growth in them, but they're still looming, yeah. right? And we still need to be working on them. Um, hey, would one of you guys pray for us today? I'd be happy to. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that these words today um, would resonate with women who are hearing this podcast, and I pray that you would be glorified. Lord, help us as women to know how you have made us and help us to live in a way that reflects you rightly and that depends on you um, to be transformed from the inside out. Um, Father, you do give us good works to do, and I pray that we would do this through the power of your Spirit. And I pray, Father, that you would be with each person who is um, listening today. Father, I pray that we would have your word lead us and guide us in the way that we are believing about um, the worth of each person um, who has been made in your image. And I pray that you would rightly focus our um, our understanding of what it means to be a woman. Um, Lord, we love you and we are so grateful that you love us. And we lift up uh, this all of this, uh, all of the, this podcast and all of these things that we are I'm talking about, especially this year, um, about women. We we lift this up in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Wendy and Sharon, thanks so much for coming on today. Thanks for having us. Good to be here with you, Julie. Yeah, and you guys want to listen um, each week to our podcast episodes, but join us particularly on February 3rd, because that's when we're going to jump into the next episode on feminology, so feminology part two. And next week, we are going to listen to a pre-recorded talk on the topic of living a passionate life for Christ, which I think fits really well after this one. Yeah. Uh, the woman who's going to share on that had so many great applications. I listened to it three times. I'm just telling you right now. All right. Hey, remember, when everything around you is shaking, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress because of God. Until next time.